morning. Good morning, guys. Once again, turned the gain down a little bit here. Did something different with the microphone. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to, just a real easy, quick one. I don't know how quick it'll be, but it'll be easy. Head into my claims in Plymouth and Camp. Uh, I was just, I was so busy. I got up two hours before I had to leave this morning and had so much prep work on my claims that I did not get my Bible reading in, which I usually reserve a good 45 minutes for. So, what I normally do is if that happens, no big deal. When I get in my car and I've got an hour drive to my first claim or at some point during the day, I just put my version on the old audio action and listen to that portion of scripture and today's was in Galatians I'm going through the Bible once again and this whole you know what's really funny is there's a there's a lesson to be learned I, I probably talked about this in Ezra where Ezra as the priest Nehemiah as the sword-strapping engineer start getting that second temple rebuilt back in the Old Testament. Ezra, you know, they find a... At one point, they find a written part of the law. You know, they didn't have scripture back then, so... Ezra has it, and he's able to read to the people. And there's always an important lesson there for me, and that goes a little something like this. If you have been in the habit of just reading your Bible, which is great, I would say switch it up some. In the same notion as I can always tell when I'm mindlessly reading my Bible and I am just really going through the motions, but my brain is somewhere else and this happens all the time. And if I'm cognizant enough and my coffee is good enough <laughs> that morning, I will, as I'm reading, I will just pray. I'll be like, Lord, you know what? Open my eyes, reveal something to me today. And it's not every day I get an epiphany. Some days it is just reading through, but God is thankful that I have the, in my busy day, the ability to at least, the discipline, to at least be reading in the Bible even though it's not a top-of-the-mountain experience. And so sometimes I just have to go, God, just please give me something because my brain is out of it. Um, and, and that really tends to happen. I've been listening to the Bible a lot more than I've been reading it lately. And I'm thinking about next month, this would be May, uh, and I don't know, listening at, you know, maybe 1.5 times um, speed the entire Bible as I'm out during my claims. I mean, I just listen to podcasts anyway. Seeing if I can get through the Bible in a month on audio or if it's a... I mean, I'm guessing it'll be like two weeks and I'll be through the Bible because I, I drive a lot. So that'll be interesting. Now, the bummer of that is... And I'm getting back to... <laughs> that's really my Ezra thing is listening. Listening to God's Word really is a profound difference to just reading it. They're both very good. I, I glean a lot from both, but switching it up right now has been awesome. So the bummer of it is that I won't be able to take notes because, you know, I am driving and that's a big part of my discipline in the morning. But uh, 
I think I'm just going to try it and see what I glean out of it because I, I read the ESV and I like that narrator through, you know, every version has its own narrator, you know, I mean, they, they just take it from whoever had done it before. Uh, I like the ESV guy's voice and all that. And I'm just able to, new things pop out. You know, as a guy who's read through the Bible so many times, I'll listen to it and be like, I never how did I never catch that? Of new, I knew about this conversation between these two people. I knew the setting, but I never caught how many times they repeated this particular word. That's got to mean something. So it's just really cool to listen to it that way, vocally, audio, audibly, audibly, audibly. Uh, so anyway, I was doing that this morning uh, in Galatians. And it's just the, the part where Paul's talking to um, to the people, the Christ followers, both Gentile and Jews, who are no longer aliens. And uh, I just wanted to stop, and I wanted to, you know, think about that. Between if, if you are a Christ follower, you have said yes to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, made Him Lord of your heart and your life. You are a Christian. You are going to heaven. That Paul is saying you and me are no longer aliens. He goes on to say that we are citizens of God's eternal kingdom. Now, obviously, you've heard that a million times. I've read that a million times. We know that. Big deal. Well, when I heard it audibly this morning... I do know it's called audibly, but okay, like I'm smarter than that. Anyway, uh, that comes on the heels of as I was getting my lunch together and stuff for the day, I had a little news action on, and the focus was on the illegal aliens crossing the border, and what a uh, problem and situation we have down there right now. And, you know, the problem is, look, I'm, I'm personally more of the camp of, you just, you have to enter, you have to enter as citizens. You want to enter or not? Come on, semi. You have to, uh, sorry, I'm letting a semi over. Like, things have to be legal for a reason. Now, I do have compassion on people, but things have to be legal for a reason. Otherwise, you just... You're giving jobs away. You're, you're raising the taxes for us. The healthcare, all of it takes a beating. And I, I am sorry that your country blows. But look, you got to do things the legal way. So I know there's compassion both ways. Like the Bible is not written for countries' borders. Uh, so. You know, there is a compassion there. But, you know, Israel's not letting the Palestinians in. The Egyptians and all these for a very specific reason. So, anyway, I don't want this to be on a whole border thing. But it kind of is. Because, you know, there's that part of me that's like, sorry, but hey. But then there's another part of me that goes, Kyle, you ass clown. You were born here. You know, it's like Paul being a Roman citizen. Like, I was born here. This is not anything I earned. 
this great nation. Yeah, make fun of the... We don't have universal health care, Europeans. Look at you, you cares. On Reddit. Uh, sure, make fun of us for being Americans. And we're all fat. We got a lot of poison in our food. That's a whole different story. But this is the greatest nation to ever walk the planet in terms of military might, in terms of freedom and democracy, in terms of, listen, Christianity. Like, it's going to go away soon, but for hundreds of years, we have been a place open to worship. And I didn't earn anything being born here. I was born here. So I can't look at these illegal aliens desperate because they can't even... They can't even find a job. Their their families are being killed by cartel. I mean, just what an awful existence. It's just a piece of land and a river. Says they can't come here. It says they can't have the same freedoms I do. Like, they're less of humans. And they're not. So I, I look at these this particular newscast this morning. And it it's not about drug deals building tunnels. Uh, it's not about riffraff, people with prison sentences, you know, or convictions or whatever, trying to cross the border. It is, of course, tugging at our heartstrings because it's all basically families, women and children, being rejected, put into camps, being semi-trucked back to where they will quite possibly die. And it's me sitting there thinking, man, what a freaking mess. And then I see the looks on these kids' faces. I'm like, what did they do to deserve this? What a, you know, nothing more than I did to deserve the incredible life that I have. <laughs> you know, here I was packing a lunch, complaining that, I, uh, there, you know, there was too much food in my fridge and I had to like move too much stuff to find what I wanted. Are you freaking kidding me, Kyle? Or complaining about, you know, I've been working 12-hour days. It's been extremely busy. Complaining about the workload that I have. Are you Shut your freaking mouth, Kyle, you selfish piece of utter crap. Or yesterday, for example. I almost posted about this, but I didn't. My post was going to be heavily sarcastic. Hey, I know there's a lot of people, you know, dying and suffering in third world countries, but we've got it rough here. I can't figure out if I need to take my coat on or off. Things are tough in America too, was going to be my post. Because it was, the sun was out, but the wind was kind of chilly and it was like, oh, my coat's on, my coat's off, my tool belt's on, my coat's off, oh, it's a pain in the butt. These things we deal with here in America. I didn't post it. By the way, I, I'm like the I'm like Satan and the Antichrist. Who, you know, Satan always has an Antichrist waiting in the wings. I always have a post waiting in my brain. I have about ten I can post right now. <laughs> will I? Will I not? I don't know. To think I only put the best of the best out there, or the most PC of the most PC out there, is a little bit uh, scary. But anyway watching the news this morning as I'm getting my things ready 
And I'm not, I'm like one of the least compassionate people you're ever going to meet in your life. That's just, that's how Rachel is too. So we're just not a compassionate pair, ever. For as many missions trips as I've been to, to rough places. <laughs> uh, I just don't have any sympathy, empathy. I'm sorry, I just don't. Not a lot in there. But when I saw the faces of those kids and everything, I'm like, man, I didn't have the rush to, you know, like, donate money or fly down there and help them. I don't have that much compassion, but I saw a look in their eyes, and I, I did, I was able to think about my kids. What if that were my kids? If someone could desperately help them, but bureaucracy and red tape has, and again, for good reason, has stopped them from getting the help they need. Uh, and if I was, you know, the end times will be like that. If, if you do not get raptured, or if there isn't a pre-tribulational rapture, and I'm wrong, uh, and you're sitting there with your family ready to be killed, ripped apart, you know, unless you denounce Jesus Christ and take the mark of the beast that will put you forever on his side. To watch my family go through something like that, and my kids, and there be somebody non-compassionate on the other side, just laughing. So I had a heavy heart watching those poor kiddos this morning and thinking, well, I guess they're getting chucked back to their, you know, where they come from with a miserable life. We can't bring them in here. It sucks to be them. And, and then it flipped to how entitled I was and again, how loaded my refrigerator was and what a pain that was and how many jobs I have today and how busy I've been. It translates to how much money I'm making. You know, I get paid per claim. I'm not salary anymore. So the busier I am, the more money I make. It's pretty awesome. I've never, I've never made this much money in my life at any job I've ever had. Here I am, complaining about something. Uh, so that being said, this is not what I want to post about. But I'm watching these illegal, illegal aliens, and then. I'm listening as I'm going, and I don't think of, I think if I would have read that portion of scripture and be reading through the Bible, there's a really good chance I would not have, you know, because I've heard that so many times, I just kind of would have cruised through, but hearing it audibly triggered something in me, and it, it triggered what I had watched on the news earlier this morning. And the fact that not for the grace of Jesus Christ and his death on that cross that we talked about on the Easter car pod. You haven't listened to that one. Go back and listen to it. And his resurrection and all the things that that the ugliness that entailed. That's the only reason that I now get citizenship in heaven. And with eternity in the most incredible place we could we can't even imagine. Because we were illegal aliens at one point in our lives. But see, we forget that. And somehow we end up thinking, well, I deserve to be a Christian. Well, hey, I've got, you know, I try not to look at porn. I don't go sleeping around. I don't embezzle money. I don't cheat. I try to read my Bible. I'm a good person. I deserve heaven. I deserve this. I go to church every week. I give 10, 12% of all of my gross income to the Lord. 
that guy over there is not doing that. Her over there, she's not doing that. I deserve to be a citizen of this great establishment that we call the righteous. And all these illegal aliens trying to come in, well, they're not good enough. They don't do the things I do. They don't go to church every week. They don't give a good percent of their income back to the Lord in tithes and offerings with a joyful heart. They don't take time to pray and thank God. They're mean, they're nasty, they're addicted to nicotine or alcohol or strip clubs or talking about everyone behind their backs or not forgiving anybody ever and holding grudges. Oh no, I'm not like them. I'm a Christian. And it's not about evangelism, which is a big word people like to use in the church for just telling people or showing people in the world that you're different because you have Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit inside of you. It's not even that. What I'm getting at is the idea to think that you deserve anything at all is complete, and I'm just going to say it, horseshit. The fact that you think you deserve anything at all, and this is what we get to be as Christians. Like, we should be getting rejected at the gates. We should be with our families crying and, and unclothed and, you know, not a not a good career and starving just like Paul says he and the apostles were they don't they get made fun of because they don't have the coolest clothes they get made fun of because they don't they're they're skinny and they're skin and bones because they just they don't they don't have a lot they get made fun of because they don't have a house and these are the people that we worship in the Bible and these are the people that stand there and say you are no longer an illegal alien you are a citizen of the mighty kingdom of Yahweh freaking start acting like it because you don't deserve it I should be there with my kids crying because I'm sin filled I didn't die on that cross I didn't get beaten with the cat of nine tails I didn't get flogged I didn't get vinegar in my mouth I didn't get a spear in my side I didn't get whipped I didn't get a crown of thorns on my head I didn't get laughed at out of my own town. Well, kind of a little bit, but that's a different story. <laughs> I didn't get that. Don't for a minute think you deserve anything good that is in your life. And here's how rough we get as Christians. Let me tell you how it goes. Let's say you buckle down and you go, Lord, maybe you really need something in your life at that point. That tends to be when we buckle down as Americans, as Christian, Western Christians. And you go, Lord, look, hey, I refrained from this particular sin. I deserve something. I mean, everybody else is doing that sin. And we get to the point where we, we feel like we have the right to tell Jesus 
that just because we refrained from a certain sin, that makes us any better. But we shouldn't have even been doing that sin in the first place. You know what I mean? Oh, what we have become. Paul says you were aliens. Not of this world. Not of the future kingdom. The future Jerusalem that is going to come and be surplanted on a new earth. This all things new for all eternity. You only get access to that. And you only get saved out of the poverty of who you truly are inside. Because you were given grace freely. Stop. Stop thinking you deserve anything at all. How dare you and how dare me what fools we look like to a living, omniscient, omnipotent Savior and His Father who gave up everything for me. The next time you see on the news these illegal aliens, and yes, I, you know, I, we can't just open our gates and let everyone in. But God did. We can't just give everyone uh, uh, medical attention that that just might save their life. We can't afford that. We can't even physically possibly do that. But God did. We can't give these people a home and safety from the elements outside and safety from their oppressors and strength to get stronger as a family, a roof over their head, a job that pays. We can't do that. God gave us that. You are like part of the, what, 0.01% in the world of the wealthiest? The most well taken care of, the most well protected? And yet you, for a minute, complain about anything? Kyle, you for a minute think that you actually earned anything? Well, I, I took these steps again. I got $10,000 in debt to start my company. And I work really hard every day. I made this choice. <laughs> How about, no. God sent you that ad during a very tough time when quarantine was happening. You didn't have a job. You were looking for work everywhere, Kyle. You were looking for a fresh start at the age of 40. I'm sorry, at the age of 45? You had no education. You had absolutely no possibility of finding anything that was gonna make uh, not just more than most people with college degrees, but anything above, I'm sorry, but working at entry level at Menards or Lowe's or Home Depot. That's your life. That's what you deserve, Kyle. God gives me an opportunity for a career that is not only better financially than my wildest dreams, but it's, I absolutely love it. 
and it's so good for my family. Well, I, I chose to live in the house I'm living in and you know, we got it on foreclosure and we're gonna be able to sell it for $100,000 more than we bought it for. Like it's a huge deal in a gorgeous, booming community. Oh, I made that choice to go look for that. How about God? Out of our desperation, we had lived with the Tuckers for two years in the same house with 400 kids and 400 dogs. It was, it was to the point where it was incredibly hard, but the economy was so insane, you couldn't find anything anywhere. It was so hard for the Tuckers. It was so hard for us. Something needed to happen. We were desperate. And out of that, God provides a house that I had once rejected weeks before. No, 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 no. I want a foreclosure. Because I'm an idiot. God provided that life. God provided the job for my wife and for her to be able to work from home and make the salary, the God-given salary that she has been able to make through all those years that supported me while I was trying to church plant and make ministry work and work 50 hours a week at Menards with minimal paychecks and work in a cemetery with minimal paychecks and drive a tour bus do whatever. I was driving a school bus at one point to help make ends meet. God provided her with that. She didn't have to have that. Oh, but I've chosen to make all these decisions with my kids so that they are not having sex before marriage. And, you know, so that maybe they don't get their life thrown upside down. And, and maybe they make good choices. And I made those decisions to raise my kids that way. Or how about God open my eyes to the scriptures that I decided to really pour into and humble me enough to try to show my kids my mistakes and how God pulled me out of them to maybe help them some. Now these are examples from my life. But you are a complete fool if you don't stop for a minute and do that same thing with yourself. The same thing that maybe five minutes ago you were saying, hey, well, I deserve this. I built this house. I built this career. I built this life. Not my problem. Those other people are going through what they did. They had a choice too. And you shut your mouth and you turn it around and you say, God, I got nothing if not for you. And you retrace those breadcrumbs of all that's he lays, you know, that he's laid through on the path to try to get you back to him. Of all the things time after time he's done for you, you build those 12 stones back up in the Jordan River. You build those breadcrumbs back up and may they lead you back to a, a God and his son who have given you everything because you were an illegal alien who deserved none of it. You were begging at the border between sin and depravity and hell. Forgiveness, righteousness, and eternal life with a Savior that loves you so much he'd give it all away when you don't deserve an ounce of it or me. you to think about that. Maybe turn that into some thankfulness today.
because I know that I need to. I love you guys.